I will say, I do think this would have made the movie better. In fact, I think it might have raised my score by about a quarter of a star or so. I don't oh, know. OMG, what? <laughs> Welcome to Talking Beasts from NarniaWeb.com, where we explore the world of C.S. Lewis and keep a watchful eye on the latest Narnia movie news. This is Talking Beasts. And welcome back, everybody. This is Glumpuddle. And I'm Jim Fan. And today we are dusting off our Voyage of the Dawn Treader DVD slash Blu-ray and taking a look at the deleted scenes, yeah. scenes that did not ended up on the cutting room floor, but should they have ended up on the cutting room floor? Would they have saved the movie, perhaps? We're going to be taking a close well, look. Well, I mean, we'll save that opinion for a few minutes later. Yes, yes, we will. Um, I know ex- exactly where I was 10 years before. I was watching the trailers and stuff, and I was saying... I was not loving what I was seeing, but hanging on to hope that yeah. it would still be good. Gosh, and oh man, I mean, that brings back a lot of memories of like when I went to go see Don Treader like a week or two early. Mm-hmm. Like we drove like four yep. hours to Michigan to go see this advanced version, uh-huh. which I think the experience itself is the thing that I look back on super fondly because it was an extremely cool experience and i got to meet up with like like some pretty cool people and uh it was just a really fun experience and but then the movie actually came out for real and then people were so disappointed and it kind of like tainted that a little bit but uh, like, i'm not letting you off that easy now I, we, we've I'm already done saying, a whole ep- i know we, i know i know we, i won't get into it again we've ago, already though. done 10 years we've already done a whole episode on how you you initially liked it and got my hopes up. I did, and then I went to see it and was crushed. Yeah, I just destroyed. So you. we won't I, go there again. I'm so sorry. Uh, my my initial reaction was hasn't changed too much over the years. Um, I, I was like I was I did not like the Voyage of the Dawn Treader movie. Um, but one of the things I said at the time was I bet you there were a lot of deleted scenes. It feels like something that was tightened up a lot. Like a studio mm. went in there and said, nope, you got to cut all that out. And they were saying, I'll, I'll, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a, a version of this movie that's half an hour longer. And maybe it's, you know, I wasn't saying it'd be amazing, but maybe it's okay. Maybe it's better. Maybe things can be significantly improved. So I was, even though I didn't really like the movie... That is to say, I really, really didn't like the movie. Um, I was kind of anticipating the Blu-ray to say maybe there'll be some scenes here that'll kind of explain explain how 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 we kind of arrived at this cut and why it turned out the way it did. Um, and here we are. We got uh, four measly deleted scenes, a total of about five minutes. Honestly, okay. Can I be honest? When I initially saw that we were going to be talking about the deleted scenes on the podcast, I was like, "What deleted scenes?" There were I was going to ask you. There like, were deleted scenes. Wait, what? <laughs> so, so it's probably been about ten years since you last, or about nine, nine or ten years. Nine, since and, you, a half, nine and a half. You know, years since you watched these. Since the yeah. one time I pulled out my Blu-ray and I watched through the special features. Yeah, the one time. Uh huh. I I swear I have not touched them since. Well, good. I'm glad we get to some some fresh thoughts, some n- nostalgic retrospective stuff. That's what an anniversary episode should be about. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that'll be the main question. Uh, taking a fresh look at these and saying, should this have been left in the movie? Uh, would it have improved the movie? Um, would it have won Glumpuddle over? Um, I think we all know the answer to this question, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Okay, well, let's just stick with, would it have improved the movie um, had it been left in there? 
Um, so we're just going to go through these one, these one at a time and take a nostalgic look back at and imagine what might have been if uh, the Dawn Treader movie been? had been fi- if the Dawn Treader movie had been five minutes longer. What would we have thought? But anyway, uh, you are first up. Yeah, so these are are did, are these necessarily in chronological order? I was going to ask you because yes, okay, um, yeah. So anyway, the they first, appear to be. They appear to be. Um, the first one we have is it's a little snippet from right after the Pevensies and Eustace get onto the Dawn Treader. The kids in Narnian clothes. Yes, the kids in Narnian clothes. So you see Eustace walking on the ship, and he's like, "Man, I'm glad to be back." This is his internal dialogue, you know, not what he's actually saying. Um, You know, he's like, "Man, you know, glad to be back in Narnia." And Caspian's excited to see him. Edmund, right? That's what I I said. That's what I said. Mom brain. Did I say Edmund? I meant to say Edmund. (laughs) Foster mom brain. Like we said, forgive us. It's late. Oh my gosh. So anyway, Caspian's like, oh, you know, those clothes, I'm paraphrasing. I hope you realize that. He's like, yeah, well, those clothes look great. And then you see Lucy come down, and she doesn't look happy because she's wearing boy clothes. Much better. Ready, Lou? Ah, excuse me, lad. I don't suppose you've seen a young girl around here anywhere. Oh, great. <laughs> come on. Basically, it's meant to be like a tiny comedic moment, but also, I think, to establish the fact that Lucy is, she's insecure about a lot of things, but her femininity is one of them. Yeah, playing up Lucy having body issues, Um, though I kind of saw that as the sort of secondary part of the scene. I thought the main part of it was, Hmm. um, like, I I thought of that after the scene was over. I I saw it as being about, um, you know, I mean... Part of it is explaining where do the kids get their Narnian clothes. Not that it really matters, um, but also the, getting to have that moment where it's like, oh, it's so good to be back. It feels so good to be in, in Narnian clothes again. Um, I kind of saw that as the main part. And then just getting a little bit of a joke in there. We can have some humor. That's I saw that as the main part of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, connect- I think that is the main part is that it is like, you know, it's good to be back. Like, that's definitely the overall theme. It's good to be back. Have a cheap joke, but also like it's it's a joke at Lucy's expense, which ties into the, what you'll see later is that you know, she, she punches Caspian because Susan is the beautiful one and she's not, and now she has to walk around the ship in you know someone's old clothes that don't make her look pretty. Basically, right. And w- w- but, so, but when I, when I after seeing the scene, when I thought about it and kind of connected, oh wait, this is just this is this ties into the Lucy's larger um, kind of struggle. I kind of felt it put kind of a, I don't want to say dark, but kind of a man. Like, I mean, like, I don't blame Caspian and Edmund. They don't know. But it's like they're making light of something that this is actually, you know, she's like 12 years. She's like a 12-year-old girl or something. This is really serious for her right now. She's really insecure about how she looks. Um, and so I kind of went, geez, guys, lay off. It kind of took on a... <laughs> Be nice. It kind of took on kind of a slightly... I won't say disturbing, just really maybe it made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, it's like, it's like me feel brothers, you know, brothers rib on girl, you know, their sisters and stuff. And it's, yeah. And again, Caspian and Edmund, they don't know what's going on. They're just joking around. But um, I am, um, my, my first thought watching it was, I mean, to be, can I just say, I enjoyed this scene. I thought it was cute. Um, <laughs> like, there, there's a number of intellectual reasons I don't like the scene. I'll explain. But, I kind of chuckled at it. I think I think Jordy's performance is really good. The way she, the way she just sort of indignantly walks down the stairs, 
and uh, she doesn't look Caspian in the eye. She kind of punches Caspian in the shoulder um, when he teases her, and she just doesn't really make eye contact. And then as she's walking into wherever it is, walking inside the darn the indoor area the captain's she kinda, cabins or whatever. yeah she kind of takes like the lower part because she's wearing like an oversized shirt basically and she takes the lower part of it and kind of squeezes it together almost like a belt and then uh, uh, to kind of make it look more like a tunic or something basically and that's her, actually her costume for the rest of the movie she puts a little belt on there and it makes it seem like she's got it makes this big shirt kind of look like it's like a little skirt at the bottom or something so i think this is actually intended to kind of explain I think kind of cleverly, like like obviously they didn't have girls' clothes on board. Why would they? Oh, she got oversized boys' clothes, and she kind of put a little belt around it to kind of make it look more feminine. Um, so now I can like I've always liked Georgie's costume in this movie in mm. general, and I look at it and go, and I always thought, well, in the book that they addressed it, you know, like they say Lucy had to wear boys' clothes, but oh well, it's just the way it was. Um, <laughs> and he, but remember, I always thought, well, of course they're not going to do that in the movie, are they? They can't, they're not going to have Lucy walking around in an XXL shirt, you know, the entire time. Um, but now I'm like, no, actually, I was wrong. If you look at it without the belt, you realize she's just wearing an oversized men's shirt, basically. So. Not that it really matters, but I thought that was actually kind of clever. Yeah. So um, the the real question is, would this deleted scene have improved the movie? Um, that's the real question we all want to know. Did they make a mistake in cutting it out? Um, I guess I'm gonna go either way on this one. I mean, if I'll, I'll, you know what? Maybe I'll say it probably would have improved the movie because it made me feel something, and I, I actually kind of laughed. Like I thought, George. Like I said, Georgie's performance was really cute and kind of funny. It it made me feel something. It made me chuckle. Yeah, it was a cheap joke, but I chuckled, <laughs> and that's more than I can say for most of the rest of the movie. I, I mean, I apologize, people listening that love the Don Treader movie. Your opinion is valid. Please post a comment. Tell me how wrong I am. Thank you for listening. Um, but so yeah, I think this would have improved the movie um, having it in there. And they should have left the satyr in the background who still has the green legs. They should have just left that in there because that also I laughed at that one too. Just elevates the content just a tiny bit. <laughs> exactly. Gosh. Um, I, yeah, I'm like, I could, I didn't find it like so funny or insightful that I was like, that should have been in there. I I thought, honestly, my initial like reaction when I rewatched it was, oh, it feels kind of a little bit like a cheap joke. Like it doesn't really think feel like it was like super well thought out or executed. So I was okay with it being taken out. Um yeah, well, what bothers what bothers me as a fan of the books is I there's there's in general in these movies there's not enough reverence for the Pevensies. Uh, you know, we we got a glimpse of it when Caspian meets Peter, and then like the very next scene they were just two whiny teenagers. Um, yeah. But in, in in general, like I love how in the books how even though Lucy's you know in Dawn Treader she's only like you know ten eleven years old whatever. Um, people still talk 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 to her like she's Queen Lucy, which you just can't I can't understand. Um. But I always love that aspect of the books. And um, uh, so seeing Caspian kind of treat her like, you know, kind of make a joke at her expense. And she actually punches him in the shoulder. And I guess I can appreciate them wanting to humanize and make him seem like normal, real people. But um, I can understand that I can, I can understand the challenge there. I'm not saying I could have written it better or anything or directed it better or anything. But um, I would in general like to see more reverence towards the Pevensies, especially from Caspian and seeing mm. th- this relationship where they're, they're just acting like siblings. Um, yeah, I'd, r- I'd rather see something closer to the book. Interesting. Oh, that's a good observation. This just in, Glumpuddle wants something closer to the book. 
Shocker. You heard I it know. here first. <laughs> here and everywhere else. Okay. Um, so next we have a sh- um, footage of actual footage of me watching the movie for the first time. Huh. Oh, I, wah, sorry. Wah, I got that wah. wrong. It, it, looked, it, it looks like it. No. Um, we've got a deleted scene known as Eustace is ill. And uh, presumably this is v- very shortly after he arrives on board the Dawn Shredder and he's in a hammock and it's kind of rocking back and forth. And then we can see we can see, we're gonna see his POV and he's delir- he's delir- delirious and a fawn comes up and offers him something to eat. Sir, sir, some soup. Mother, you stairs. Lucy, why does mother smell like a goat? You're delirious. And then she just kind of rolls her eyes and quickly gives loose, uh, gives Eustace a drop of the magic Kool-Aid uh, to heal him. Um, so it's something from the book where, um, you know, Lucy says, oh, I wish I had my healing cordial. And Caspian says, oh, but you do. It's one of the royal treasures. So we brought it. Um, and... Um, and then she's, he, he says something like, if you think it's a thing that can be wasted on a thing like seasickness, he says in the book kind of skeptically. And Lucy says, it'll only take a drop. Don't worry. So they address it in the book. Like Lucy's like, yeah, you're right. This stuff is precious. And I understand why you might be like, why are you wasting it on seasickness? But it's mm. okay. Um, it'll, it'll just take a drop. At least it's addressed. Here, Lucy just kind of rolls her eyes, glug, 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 you know, puts a big glug in and then walks away. Um, like so pours it in there. <laughs> so I was sort of went, whoa, take it easy. Like what what if you spill what what if you spill that or something? Um that's from the fireberries from it, beyond it, the, of the secret hill or whatever. Or um, it's it's like the same kind of reaction you get from like uh Return of the King where Frodo and Sam are on Mount Doom and they're like, We only have a little bit of water left and they just like pour it and it just like strips down their face, down their neck, and you're like, What are you doing? Every drop counts. <laughs> it, that happens in a lot of movies, actually. It does. It's so irritating and lauren's of arabia they're crossing the desert and he actually shaves some of the precious water they have um you're like what are you doing i i, th- I think it's because visually they just want to show oh look at look at the they won't be able to actually see the water if they just are very careful with it you won't be able to see the water yeah but yeah the whole time you're like come on every drop counts guys um but whatever you know my thoughts on the scene um i uh i mean i, I think they're trying to uh ease Eustace into Narnia a little bit because in the in the in the theatrical cut of the movie which is to say the only cut of the movie oh yeah um, that's true he um you know where in the blazes am I and then he faints and then the next time we see him he seems to be fairly adjusted to Narnia or at least he's not freaking out about it and this gives us a middle ground where it's like he's still confused but he's all because he's delirious but he's also calming down a little bit um so I think that was the besides just getting a joke in there. I think that's what they were going for. But like a lot of deleted scenes, I'm talking in general in movies was probably cut out because okay, it's funny ish or it's a character moment, but it's not moving the it's not moving anything forward. So we can afford to get rid of it. Yeah, I honestly like I saw it and I was like, eh, it's I didn't find it particularly insightful or funny or anything really so i see why it was taken out (laughs) and i think that was probably a wise choice 
Yeah, so you don't think it would have uh, saved the movie to have Eustace? Uh, you know, like Ill it was like kind of like really close there, but you know, just <laughs> okay. No, I don't think it would have saved the movie. Yeah, I think uh, this is going to be our recurring ki- themes, guys. It at the end of the day, I'm not sure any of this would have saved the movie. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. There's a. a, a it's actually a really big one coming up here that yeah. you're next going to talk about. That's a really true. significant one. Yeah. So this one is called The Mutiny. And I'm going to be kind of, uh, you can correct me if my explanation or my recap of this is a little bit fuzzy because I literally rewatched this one time today. Uh-huh. I have not seen it in 10 years. So if I uh-huh. forget something, that's my bad. But anyway, yep. um, basically they're out at sea and you can see that. The, the green mist, and I use this in quotes because, you know, the famous green mist is kind of around. So, and remember, uh-huh. the green mist has been... They're actually mopping the floor with it, and it's like you kind of feel like the mist is being spread around by their mops, like spread around the, the Dawn Treader's floor. Where they showed the direct correlation between the green mist and temptation, right? Or like the, the urge, or just Wait, things what? being bad. The movie was about temptation? What? I mean, I'm what? Just, just I missed something. My vague recollection of it was. <laughs> but anyway, so you see that the mist is around and then. What is it, Junior? Storm has blown us off course. I said we keep heading east. And when we run out of rations? It's just not that simple, Eddie. I don't like the looks we're getting. Something's got into the man. What's going on? Where are we? They got us lost. Look, just order them. We'll just provoke them. Your Majesties, what some of us have been wanting to ask for some time now is how are we going to get home? We'd like to know what hopes we have of seeing Narnia again. Gentlemen, I understand how you feel, but our mission is to continue east. No. You want to go home? Turn us back. What's the matter with you all? It's just your fear talking. We demand you turn us back. Now. Are you threatening mutiny? Not a moment too soon. I can appreciate the desire to add some tension about um, the crew possibly going to take over the ship or something. I think I think I like Gary Sweet's performance here. He plays Drinian. I think he does. It. In general, I find him this cheesy piratey voice guy throughout the movie, and it's, so this gave him a chance to do some nonverbal acting where he's looking around and seeing people looking at him. He's getting more and more uncomfortable. And honestly, his performance was sufficient. There was no need for him to literally say, I don't like some of the looks we're getting. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I got that. I, it was I understood. like, that was obvious. <laughs> so I 
I guess I kind of enjoyed some of the tension in this. And it was like, ooh, what, what's going to happen? Um, maybe seeing things out of context makes me like it actually better mm. um, for some reason. But I felt like, oh, there's actually a little tension here. I'm, I'm actually a little nervous. Like, ooh, what's going to happen? Are they going to start throwing punches? Like, what, what's this really feels like it's getting tense. Um, now, I wish they had developed it more rather than just this for no, for, the crew's just tired and they want to leave. They want to turn around and go back to Narnia. I wish they would, if that had been something they could have developed over the course of the movie, like um, early on, everyone's totally on board, no pun intended. And then as the movie goes along, you have more and more crew members like, I don't know, I think we should turn back. It's getting dangerous. And then by the time you get to the end, it's like, you know, it's just Caspian and, and Lucy and who are kind of, and Edmund who are like, no, we, we need to keep going. Um, if that had been something kind of developed over the course of the movie, I think that could have been. Yeah. Well, um, I think especially better. like the thing that kind of struck me is that, again, the green mist, right? Like they're using this as the catalyst for so much tension. But honestly, uh-huh. like you don't need the green mist for people to get frustrated at not having a plan and to question authority and to want to go home Mm -hmm. like that. Anyone who knows anything about voyages knows that there's a reason why mutiny is a thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. you don't need something supernatural and clean and like uh, a very cliche, easy explanation. So in that sense, it like, like you said, if this is if this had been something that had been slowly built up where you were, you know, sensing the tension or the discord or or just, you know, this is kind of a far out goal and everyone's on board. But, you know, maybe they're starting to get frustrated after a while. Mm-hmm. Like you build it up and it's it makes a really, really solid case for something like really intense happening later on and for it to have a lot of impact on Caspian you know where he's like oh my gosh like they don't listen to me they don't care anything about what I say they don't respect me like I'm a failure and there's there's a great shot where it is super like just right in the middle of the mutiny I think or maybe it's really in the scene um, where it just shows super wide shot of Don Treader, this tiny little speck in a sea of blue, and you realize how totally isolated they are. And you realize, you know, Caspian can walk around all he wants and say, I'm king, but if they want to take over the ship, there's nothing stopping them from doing that. Yeah, um, and that's why that's a thing that happened a lot, you know? Yes. Um, so I will say I do think this would have made the movie better. In fact, I think it might have raised my score by about a quarter of a star or so. OMG, what? Because when it (laughs) just, like I said, it could have been better if they had developed it over the course of the movie or then just kind of have, it it, it just hints of it throughout the movie. But um, when it was over, because they they say land ho, and again, I love Gary Sweet's performance. He's like, well, you heard him, land ho, like go, get ready. And then um, he looks at Caspian. And again, it would have been better if he just looked at him and didn't say anything. They had the line where he says, and not a moment too soon. Now, when it was over, I found myself left with like, oh, man, how are they going to keep going east if the whole crew is just like having this psychotic breakdown the entire way? Um, <laughs> so I was like, man, like how, when they leave, whatever this island is, once they leave, what's going to happen? It created a little bit of tension of what was going to happen. Now, again, again, maybe for some reason I just like things out of context better. Um, but I do feel this would have made the movie better. I think this would have become, I think I would have said this is a great movie and a wonderful adaptation if they had just kept this scene in here. 
Really? Not actually, though. No, 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 no. I think, I, th- I think it would have helped. Hey, I think it would have helped. And I think then that's fair, right? Because we I, ultimately, end of, at the end of the day, we can sit here and we can, like, we're not just saying, oh, these are all terrible just because, like, we think the whole movie's terrible. Like, we can look at it objectively and be like, objectively, I think this thing in the movie worked and this thing was terrible well, and it's ruined all, it's, it. It's all, su- well, it's all subjective. It's it is, opinion, but, like, opinion. our... Mine's Subjective right, but... objectivity. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the next scene is called Caspian Doubt. And the first 10 seconds of this scene are in the movie. In fact, I remember they, I remember very specifically there being a thread in the Narnia Web discussion forum, which, by the way, the uh, discussion forum is, once again, a little plug, has been totally revamped thanks to the Rose Tree Dryad. It's awesome, by the way. Yep, yes. go to narniweb.com, click on forum, and uh, it is forum, right? Or do we call it community? What did we decide to call it? Let's look it up. Uh, it's dad been the brain. <laughs> it's been the forum for oh, a while. Sorry, yeah. Hover over community and then click forum. There you go. Um, but there was a thread about uh, the first 10 seconds of the scene, which is in the movie. Um, and it was called the 10-second scene. And someone was saying, there's that 10-second bit where Caspian just says, we can't even be sure the others made it to Romandu's Island. Cut, and then it, it just ends. And Edmund's just kind of awkwardly standing in the background. Well, in this deleted scene, it, it continues... We can't be sure the other lords even made it to Ramandu's island. How do we know they weren't tempted to? Maybe. This is all part of the test. Remember what Koryakin said. Seek the blue star. Stay true to its course. Never yield and never falter. They were tempted. And they faltered. And we almost did too. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you can see why it was cut. It was like, guys, we get it. Like, we understand the temptation thing. We understand that the green mist is tempting them and stuff. And they need to run from the evil inside themselves. We get it. We get it. We get it. (laughs) So Edmund is there to recap just in case the four-year-olds in the audience missed it somehow. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's also like... I think some of that is okay in the sense of like you have to write it to make sense, right? But then you get it out and you you get your directors and you you find a way to show the story and you get your performers and they have a way to perform the story and then suddenly your of course your dialogue is a massive part but it it does not it is not the only part anymore. So then because the goal isn't the goal always like you should be able to show people and have them understand you shouldn't have to do so much exposition. So then they realize, Hey, this worked like now that we have this, we're watching this, this tells it perfectly. We don't need this anymore. Exactly. You know, so they, so they tightened it up. Um, Tightened it up. Yeah. And I was asking, uh, you know, I posted a thread in the talking beast discussion, uh, the talking beast Facebook group. Um, about the deleted scenes, and uh, Cody was saying how he remembered a lot of uh, people were saying the Don Treader movie was too fast-paced overall. Um, so that's probably, which I was totally one of those people saying that, and that's what I would have, um, adding more scenes to help, that's certainly that's another way you possibly could have fixed this movie, but I also think just taking the scenes that are there and just letting them breathe a little bit, making each scene about 10%, yeah. 10 20% longer. 
Uh, I'm just a, I like slower paced movies. My favorite movie is 2001, A Space Odyssey. Like I am a <laughs> slow paced, I really am a, I just want to get immersed. I don't want to get dragged along. I just want to kind of float around in a world for a bit. Uh, and no pun intended. Um, so yeah, that, that it's, uh, I, I, I wonder if the movie could have been improved, not just with whole scenes, but on little shots here and mm. there, just letting things breathe more. Yeah. Be, well, I think like cinematically, I think that definitely would have helped. Cause yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, and especially it's like, guys, Narnia is so beautiful. Like we think we can all agree. Like the cin- cinematography is one thing I really appreciated in this film. I mean, okay, you, whatever. Okay, he, for those who can't see, he's he's shaking his head at me. Nah. Um, he doesn't agree, but I think that I, I, I visually... I mean, the Dawn Treader is probably my least favorite visually of the three films, but I still like it. Like, I think they... Like, there's, there's things to see that I think are interesting to see. And so when you're just rushing through it you don't really get to see the thing. You know what I mean? Like the ship, like, gosh, like spend some more time just like ogling the ship. Like the ship was beautiful. I would have loved to keep, well, you know, I, see more of it. Yeah. Well, I've, I've said enough negative things about uh, the movie. All right. So you, you're cut off. One on a positive note. <laughs> <laughs> He's done. The, the hook comes out. <laughs> no more. Um, so there you have it, guys. Uh, Don Treader deleted scenes. Please post some thoughts in the comments. Um, by the way, uh, we're going to continue this conversation a little bit in the post-show chatter, which we're going to record and post to Patreon. So if you're a patron, go to patreon.com. Uh, well, well, you can go to patreon.com slash NarniaWeb, and there'll be a link in the description to that uh, discussion. We're going to talk about uh, Narnia special features and our thoughts on them, and our thoughts on special features in general and deleted scenes, and uh, see how that goes. So you can, uh, we're going to continue this discussion a little bit. Uh, on Patreon. Yes, thank you uh, to before, all our Patreons. Be, we really appreciate you. Thank you very you. much. Yes, indeed. Uh, to our fr- our friends and knights and Nar- friends and knights and Narnie Web and respect to Wiggles, of course. Anyway, we'll see where we are in ten years. Maybe in ten years from now, we'll be talking about the Netflix deleted scenes or something. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, at least I hope in ten years we're talking. We've got at least like three. I'd be happy with three. Well, Hopefully I think we're more. expecting Netflix to go faster. That's true. Um, okay, all fast, of them. Faster than that. All of them. All of them. Uh, the, the giant surprise. We're going to be so old in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be 10 years older in 10 years. I, I know, and that's very old. I remember, like, you know, I'm sure if you go back and listen to podcasts that we did around that, we, no, we didn't do as many at the time, but if you go back and listen to those older podcasts, we would occasionally do jokes like, oh, but 10 years from now, we'll be taking our kids to go see The Last Battle. Well, here we are, ten years later, and um, we, there's we're been not no, no taking our yet. kids to see the last battle. Just putting that out there. Well, not yeah, not at this moment, but it's more like we're possibly take our kids to see another version of *Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe*. Yeah. Is what we're which at home, at home, yes, because everything will be at home indefinitely, forever. Yeah. No, it won't. <laughs> Don't let the green mist get you down. <laughs> Just read the outro, Jim Fan. All righty, all righty. You have been listening to Talking Beast, the Narnia podcast from NarniaWeb.com. We post new episodes on the se- 7th and 17th of every month. So Thank be sure you. to subscribe and give us five stars on iTunes. Uh, please post a comment below or in the Talking Beast Facebook group. We love to hear from you. And mm-hmm. visit Patreon slash Nar- patreon.com slash NarniaWeb to support this podcast and get exclusive content, including more episodes and our bonus post-show chatter. 
Uh, you can email us at podcast at narniaweb.com, glumpuddle at narniaweb.com, or jimfan15 at narniaweb.com. Thank you all for listening further up and further in. Mm-hmm.